we have a lot to talk about today. We have a great announcement coming up in just a little while. Um, But we want to tell you about our Spotlight sponsor, and that is Home Title Lock. You have hundreds, if not thousands, in equity in your home. It's really our savings account in many ways, our retirement nest age, or quick cash in an emergency. But now imagine that it is stolen. Everything is gone. The FBI calls this the fastest growing crime in America. Thieves discovered that our home titles are kept online. And so they can easily manipulate that and forge a few documents and make it appear that you sold your home to them. They then go and take out loans against your equity. You may already be a victim of equity theft and not know it. No bank or identity theft protection protects you from this. There's only one company, and it is HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Get 60 days risk-free protection with HomeTitleLock.com. Do it now. All right. We have a lot to talk about from brain scans to uh, Omar. of entertainment and enlightenment. While people on the East Coast suffer from the effects of uh, a hurricane, we have professors telling us exactly why these hurricanes are happening. Of course, they are all man-made. Oh, and the, uh, the lungs of the earth that were burning last week... Yeah, not so much now that we have had a few days to actually calm down about it. Yeah, not not exactly what everybody said it was. Kind of like Elon Omar. She's a red-blooded patriotic American. Well, her husband is starting to speak out because she cheated on her husband. Boy, does he seem to have a treasure trove of information. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So one of my listeners, his name is Chandler, wrote in about his experience with Blinds.com. He told me, he said, Blinds.com are easy to install. They came at a really great price. My wife and I have been upgrading our house over the last few months, and I was able to redo all of the blinds, both upstairs and downstairs, for half the cost for just by using Blinds.com. It is really, truly amazing. You can get the great, great quality that you can get elsewhere um, from Blinds.com, and you can do it from the ease and comfort of your home. They make it super, super easy. They make it really inexpensive. Um, every sh- every order gets free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake the blinds at no extra charge. And now through September 10th, if you go to blinds.com and buy, you can buy more and save more with up to 35% off. Plus, save an extra $20 at blinds.com with the promo code BECK. Go to blinds.com, use the promo code BECK, and save up to 35%. Get an extra $20 off at blinds.com. Promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. You know, there are a lot of insane things that are going on in the world today. Yesterday, I hosted the Rubin Report with Dave Rubin. Every year, he takes a month away from all media, all phones, all technology. 
And so he comes back and he has absolutely no idea what's happened in the last month. So yesterday I spent two hours with him live on uh, YouTube and going over all of the stories. I have to just go over some of them because you realize when you just, when you look at the past month, how crazy and how fast the world is traveling. Uh, and we're going to tell you about an announcement uh, for the Blaze that um, Dave made. We we made uh, part one of an announcement. Part two is coming closer to the end of the year. Uh, but uh, the Dave Rubin Show is going to be uh, now found on the Blaze. So if you're a Blaze subscriber, you now get Dave Rubin, or you will in a few weeks. Um, you'll get the Dave Rubin uh, report, which is fantastic. And Dave is a good friend and we're glad. We're, no, no, no. We're thrilled to have him a part of the Blaze, and we'll give you a little bit more of that coming up in a minute. I, I, if you don't have the Blaze yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. You, you have all of the best shows that are available. It's only getting better. The cost isn't going up. I mean, it is fantastic. We have like 30 different shows now, 30 different hosts, um, and adding people like Dave Rubin, you're just not going to be able to uh, find a better deal uh, for all of the voices that you like and all of the voices that can help you stay informed than theblaze.com. Uh, Make sure you go now to uh, blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you're going to get a discount. I think it's 10% off uh, now for your first year. 10% off your first year if you uh, subscribe now blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. All right. Now, one of those things that I think is insane, absolutely insane, that I can't believe is happening, is this storyline with Elon Omar. The fact that she is still a U.S. congresswoman is nuts. But why is it happening? Because our media, you know, I, I really didn't like when Donald Trump said the media was the enemy of the people. But I have to tell you, they are the enemy of truth. And if truth is what, you know, the Washington Post says, oh, Republic dies in darkness. Well, if that's true, you're killing the Republic because you are adding to the darkness. You are not enlightening anyone. This is where the silence from the media is doing great damage to our country. They are so unwilling to do their jobs, so complicit in allowing scandal after scandal after scandal involving Elon Omar to go completely ignored. Now consider this. It took internet bloggers to first investigate a story that something weird was going on with all of Omar's marriages. It wasn't until official Minnesota documents were unearthed during her campaign finance violations that news broke that she had committed tax fraud. Not only that, that she had been married to, the, to two different men at the same time. The question was, is one of those guys her brother? There's been a lot of circumstantial evidence to pour through. But the media still will not do their jobs. I don't know why she's so protected from the elites at the Times, the Post, CNN. I don't know why she's so protected in Washington, D.C. Unless it is the power she wields 
with care and the Muslim Brotherhood. Omar has claimed that her newest alleged love interest, Democratic strategist and fundraiser Tim Minette, isn't someone she's romantically involved with. But last week, Minette's wife filed for divorce, stating in court documents that the reason she's divorcing her husband is because of his affair with Omar. And yesterday, two sources have come forward, one for the New York Post and one for the Powerline blog, claiming that Omar's current husband is about to file for divorce due to the affair. The source at Powerline claims that Omar's husband is saying that he knows that Omar did, in fact, marry her brother. Can you imagine if this guy starts talking? Because he knows where all of the bodies are buried. Now, today I took a glance at all of the mainstream outlets and publications. They're not talking about any of this. And again, it begs the question, why is Omar protected. We could go down the road of, you imagine if she was a Republican, they they would be all over this story. This just, just one of the scandals would still be front page coverage. But these aren't the only thing that the media is ignoring when it comes to Omar. The silence is unforgivable. The press is the enemy of truth and information, and it is dangerous. We know now that Omar likes to fundraise for care. The media doesn't seem to give a flying crap about care, the unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation case. But an investigation that uncovered multiple groups here in the United States, the, the funding of the terror organization known as Hamas, an organization whose sole responsibility is to kill Jews and destroy the state of Israel. Now, because of CARE's involvement with the Holy Land Foundation, the FBI officially broke all ties with dealing with them. But despite this, Elon Omar continues to get a free pass for headlining fundraisers at posh CARE galas. Why? Why? They have been helping fund a terrorist organization. Now, don't worry, because it only gets worse from here. Last week, Elon Omar, from her official Twitter account, made this tweet. Now, remember, this is after her saying, we're going to go to Israel because we just want to support people there. And we found out that her trip was being planned by a group that was talking about crazy, crazy stuff about talking about how whites shouldn't marry blacks and and uh, women are not equal and how uh, uh, gays are an abomination and of course Jews were leading the pack on you know need to be destroyed we find this out nobody in the press even mentions that that's who was that's who was arranging her trip now don't worry about it Now, she quoted, uh, she, uh, let me quote her. This is what she said on her official Twitter account. She said, quote, Somali government and peacekeeping forces need to protect Hormud and the Somali telecom industry as they make an enormous contribution to the economy and provide a vital service. 
During my visit to Somalia in 2011, I was surprised by the quick evolution of technology in Somalia. Okay, sounds good, right? I mean, I don't want the people of Somalia to be hurt. And if there's a company providing services in a war-torn and underdeveloped country, why shouldn't a congresswoman support them? There's nothing wrong with that. Except, oh, I don't know, maybe if that company in question is a terror supporter. That's exactly what this company is that Omar is so infatuated uh, with. Hormood uh, Telecommunications. It was created by and operated by one of the chief chief financiers of Al-Shabaab. You know what Al-Shabaab is? That's Al-Qaeda. That's Al-Qaeda in Somalia. Now, you don't have to take it from me. You can take it from that other really, really, really not credible right-wing source of the U.N. The U.N. has confirmed this in their own reports. The U.N. also links Hormuz Telecommunications to the deadliest terror attack in Somalia. Hundreds were killed. Now, gee, this Somali company, a financing arm of Al-Qaeda, has just been endorsed by a sitting member of the United States Congress who is denying an affair with somebody who is getting a lot of money from a a seeming slush fund for working on her campaign. He also was getting paid a lot of money with Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison, who happened to vacate the seat that Omar took and now is the attorney general in Minnesota. Keith Ellison, the guy who keeps turning a blind eye to the law enforcement when it comes to Elon Omar. Hmm. So she fundraises for the propaganda arm of Hamas. She publicly calls for the protection of the cash cow for Al-Qaeda in Somalia. What is it going to take for the media to pay attention? How long will the people in New York and Washington protect this woman? How long? Nancy Pelosi, I think a lot of things about you. But I don't think that you actually hate your country. This woman, I believe, does. This woman is actively engaged, in my opinion, with some very, very bad people. I believe she does want the destruction of America. This is more than just an ethics problem with one of your members. Elon Omar, in my opinion, is dangerous. And either someone is pulling her strings or she's just too stupid to know who and who is not a terrorist. Either way, Elon Omar should not be a congresswoman. And Nancy Pelosi, you and the rest of the Democrats are going to be eaten by the extremist of your own party. If you're not already on, your, on their plate... You're about to have a giant fork stuck into you because you're done soon. 
Oh my gosh, did he just say somebody should stick a fork in Nancy Pelosi? Oh, the violence. All right, let me tell you about uh, my Patriot Supply. Boy, if you're in Florida, anywhere on the coast of the Atlantic uh, today, our thoughts and prayers. And yes, I know that sounds stupid, but not to this audience, because we actually do think about people. We do care about people. Mercury One is already on the way with relief. If you would like to help us, 100% of all of the money collected goes right to this problem. 100%. If you'd like to be a part of our relief efforts for the hurricane, you can uh, you can just go to mercuryone.org. Uh, but when you look at all of these things, you know, it's it's only a matter of time before something, and it doesn't have to be earth-changing, But if you look at these things, it's going to happen in your lifetime. A hurricane, uh, I mean, here in California, a mudslide, an earthquake. You know, besides the mudslides, earthquakes, uh, you know, the fires, the traffic, the taxes, the out-of-control politicians, the crazy people, Hollywood, this is a great place. But anyway, September is National Preparedness Month. It's time for you to make a plan for you and your family. And that starts with building food storage with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, they've revolutionized preparedness with industry-leading line of emergency food gear, water filtration products. You're going to need it at some point, whether it's just a storm, an earthquake, a fire, you know, God forbid, a tornado, whatever it is, you need to be prepared. So go to preparewithglenn.com. Act today and save $100 on a four-week emergency food package when you go to preparewithglenn.com. These four-week food kits include breakfast, lunch, and dinners. They last up to 25 years in storage. It is every meal for a month. That is fantastic. All you have to do is go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Ship free discreetly to your door. Don't ignore the warnings and the writing on the wall. Give yourself some peace of mind. Save $100 at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So let's say uh, let's say hello to uh, Stuber Gear, our executive producer. Hello, Stu. How are you, Mr. Beck? Uh, very excited to be with you today. <clears throat> are you? No, I was lying. Yeah. Uh, did just... it, was it not? Did it not come off as sincere? Uh, no, I really no, it, it really didn't. <laughs> You're just waiting for Dave Rubin to show up, aren't you? I am. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, some some big yeah, things really going cool. on. Uh, we're going to get into yeah. that in a little bit. Um, the Omar thing is pretty fascinating. I mean, this is this is like we would have never expected after going through all of this and going through all this information and pulling all these documents and getting all of these sources that the guy smack dab in the middle of it might start talking. That was never even a consideration of mine. I mean, I thought I think it's I think it's more of a threat. I don't think he's going to talk. Can you imagine the muscle behind her if what we think is true is true. The muscle behind her, he's not going to talk. She's becoming a problem for them, though, isn't she? I think I mean, she is. You know, she's had multiple anti-Semitic outbursts in which even the, de- you know, many Democrats have said there were problems with it, although gently. 
Uh, she is now having all of this ridiculous drama when it comes to her personal life. And, you know, we're talking about not just us, not just, uh, you know, uh, PJ Media, but, I mean, you know, the Minneapolis Star Tribune reporting and confirming many of the details. <laughs> Of this yeah. investigation, and now, and this has been this this has been this telecommunications thing, that's confirmed. the 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 organization that she is saying we need to protect and we have to stand up for hmm. is was founded by and run by the guy who runs Al Shabab. <laughs> I you, mean, you uh, hello. I, I heard you talking to Dave Rubin yesterday about this very topic, and you read to him the posts that had come from this organization. Yeah, and. Uh, he it's just even hearing it the second and third time it's inexplicable i mean it's like a white supremacist post from this group which uh, you know it's hard to imagine what they were doing but i guess maybe they just all came together to say we really don't like jews which is what it usually seems to be uh with these particular groups um i don't know why you wouldn't allow her in israel uh, what a stunning thing from that Netanyahu <laughs> government. How irrational of them uh, to want to stop this. But again, you know, you look at it from from uh, from the perspective of of what was their goal here. You know, when they gave her the opportunity to see her poor, sick grandmother, and she, of course, turned it down. Um, you have to realize and come to the conclusion yep. that it had nothing to do with the sick grandmother the entire time. It had to do with her. Um, trying to make an enemy out of Israel, make Israel look like the bad guys. They're banning the first two Muslim members, uh, female members of Congress for coming into their country. Mm-hmm. These are terrible people. Israel wound up handling it well, but this is a constant focus of both Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar. Well, and- remember, these these guys... They may turn out to be villains in America, but they will be heroes mm-hmm. in the Middle East. And that's kind of important to remember. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that somebody could be displaced by bombing and terrorism and then taken in uh, by a country and provided a life of peace. And somehow or another, she hates us and not the people who were terrorizing her own her own kind in you know in Somalia it's it's Mm. baffling to me baffling but very troublesome on what she is actually doing and the media is remaining silent you're listening to Glenn Beck so do you have a dog or god forbid a cat does your cat or your dog watch you sleeping comfortably on your pillow your my pillow Just laying in wait, envious of you. Well, I have good news. Right now, you can get great discounts on all MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com, you have to click on the new radio listener specials, and you'll see some amazing offers there. For instance, their new dog bed is as low as $19.99 with the promo code BECK. So why wouldn't you want your, your dog to feel more comfortable? Why wouldn't you want something that you could dangle in front of your cat and say, See? This is what you'd get if you were a dog and not a cat, but I digress. My pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, you will you'll get your order shipped for free. 
Just go to MyPillow.com, click on New Radio Listener Specials. You're going to get deep, deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the dog bed. Sorry, cats. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Promo code BECK, MyPillow.com. Dave Rubin is coming to Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com, use the promo code Glenn, and save 10 bucks. More details coming up. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Uh, this is uh, part of the Blaze Radio Network and uh, the BlazeTV.com, where we announced yesterday the Rubin Report. Dave Rubin is going to be joining the Blaze. Um, he is joining us just like everybody else is, is joining. And, and finally, people are starting to understand this, uh, that, you know, he said in the announcement yesterday, everybody has been offering me deals for years and wanted me to come and wanted me to be a part of this or that. And he said, you're the only one that has come and said, we don't want you to do anything different. We don't want you to give up your own platform. We just want you to join us. And he was like, really? Said, yeah, we just want you to join us. We'll help deliver your show to audiences all around the world. And that's what we want. What we really are asking for, Dave, is that we all stand together and we don't weaken ourselves as individuals by giving up our platform. We have to stand together and also be planted as many places as we possibly can because, as Dave said yesterday, and it sounds a little paranoid, but it's true, they're coming for us. They're coming for us. So please uh, join us. There's another great reason. Doesn't cost you any more. Dave Rubin, The Rubin Report. Uh, you will get early access to all of his shows at blazetv.com. Uh, and we welcome Dave. He's going to be doing some specials. And also we... Um, uh, are not at liberty to announce another really, really exciting thing that is uh, hopefully uh, we're going to be able to announce right before Christmas or right after Christmas. Uh, but uh, Dave plays a role in that as well, and we're really excited about it. Uh, so join us now. Join us now. Help us preserve the voices of reason and the voices that are standing up. You know, I was talking to I was talking to Dave uh, last night. We had dinner. And he said, you know, I, I did like, what did he say? 136 shows with uh, Jordan Peterson. And Dave's always been an atheist. And he said, I'm kind of coming over to your side. I'm kind of seeing how that, that thing works and how important it is for the country to be able to have God and faith. It, it's incredible. The, tr the, the transformation of Dave Rubin is just fascinating. So anyway, welcome to Dave Rubin and the Rubin Report to Blaze Media and blazetv.com. Sign up now, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn, and you're going to save 10% now. All right. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. Thank you. Good to be Pat here. Pat Gray, who does uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, another mm -hmm. podcast that you can hear live uh, right before uh, this program on the Blaze Radio Network, and you can also find his uh uh, find his show wherever you find podcasts. Welcome, Pat. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, uh, uh, Parliament yesterday uh, did something, and now they're going to have another election. Again! When does this stop in Britain? With the Brexit? 
with the prime minister, with the parliamentary elections, election after election after election. Why don't these people, here's an idea. Every two years, you do an election for the House of Commons. Every six years, you do one for the House of Lords. And in between every four years, you do one for prime minister. And then you've got it set. And you don't have to do one every 20 minutes. (laughs) All right, so hang on just a second. So this election is... I read this this morning, but I I didn't look into it deeply because we had mm-hmm. other things on the plate today. Yeah, um, is this not only Brexit but also for Prime Minister, I or is it one or the other? Don't know. No one knows. There's no <laughs> yeah, way to tell. It's like the out. metric system. There's no way to <laughs> right. figure this thing out. <laughs> it's the well, I don't know the metric ever. system. The metric system is based in tens, so it's it's no, it's not the, necessarily it, impossible. It's to impossible. Figure it There's out. no way to tell. I mean. <laughs> 60 kilometers could be 5 million miles. It could be 4 inches. Nobody know, knows, know. and there's no way to figure it. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's 100 it's, kilometers uh, on this road. I have That's no like idea. 20 miles That's an hour. It's a block and a yeah. half, or it's, I don't, it takes me a year to get there. I don't know. I don't right. know. But okay. isn't that amazing? This Brexit thing was supposed to happen. I mean, they voted on it three years ago. Yeah. Or is it going on four now? It's three. I think it's three years ago. It was in 2016, wasn't it? I think yes. it was. Yeah. So I have to tell you, if they have another uh, Brexit election, election and Brexit loses, that country is going to go gonna be into in turmoil. chaos. Yeah. yeah it's turmoil be and chaos. chaos. And they keep saying that the, if they have Brexit, it'll be chaos. Can you imagine if they don't? They all voted for it, and now <laughs> you're just going to basically ignore them. It's what they're doing. Well, And, and he, now his own party is turned against Boris Johnson. Which is weird. Like, a, what, a, a week after he got the job? Yeah. They've now turned on him, and now they may force another election in which, yeah, he could be... He could either gain a bunch of seats, or he could lose, or he could lose. And he could be out again, and then you know the, so the whole bizarre. no deal Brexit or any Brexit might be again on on the fence. I mean, and this what is a waste. After he set the deadline of was it October thirtieth or thirty first, and he said that's it, we're doing it. No, and- he he didn't set that. That's what was set right after the election. They've been they had all this time to work out. A soft landing for Brexit. Yes. And nobody has worked anything out. And that's why he said, uh, uh, Parliament, you're disbanded for five weeks because we have to work something out and you are obstructing this. And then Parliament voted on that and decided, nope, we're not doing that. And so now there is this other election thing. And what does that include? Does it include the Brexit and the prime minister or the Brexit and Parliament or no Brexit, just Parliament? Again, nobody knows. It's nobody impossible knows. to tell. It's, it's impossible to tell. And we don't know if it's a mile away or 400 billion miles away. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. The parliamentary system is so screwy. Uh, I, I, I'm amazed there's still a country. I'm amazed. What a mess that is. Well, that may end soon. Well, <laughs> yeah. And there's that weird thing they always do, which is I have an important priority. And if I can't get that important priority done, I'll just you just I'll vote resign. again and I'll resign. Right. I mean, it happened. The last two prime ministers yeah. did this because of Brexit. Like, ah, yeah, I think we should stay. The people voted leave. All right, I'm out for Cameron. <laughs> and then May's in there. Like, I'll, I'll get a deal. I couldn't get a deal. All right, I'm out. 
And now right. Johnson's in there, and he's like, well, I got one of this vote, and now I can't get this vote, so... So Tony let's... Blair can take over again. <laughs> right. Let's bring back Tony Blair. Put him in there. <laughs> no, let's, let's, put, let's put Margaret Thatcher in. I don't care if she is dead. Put Margaret Thatcher in the chair. Well, we're doing that. Let's just go to Churchill, and we can get the whole... We just go back yes. to the... Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just stand behind him. I'm for Brexit. <laughs> no nauseas and Brexit. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that. That, that'd be fun. Yeah. That would be yeah. fun. So um, uh, what what do you suppose is going to happen? I mean, I, I, I talked to somebody who uh, has just gotten back from um, England, and uh, she told me that when she was in England, she said, how long has it been since you've been to London? I said, I've never been to England. And she said, really? And I said, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and she said, you really need to go quickly. And I said, mm. why is that? And she said, Glenn, I was there six years ago, and I just got back. She said, it is like wa- London is like walking the streets of Saudi Arabia. Really? Yeah. She said, they're not in the, uh. they're not in the, what is it, the, they're not in the hijab. They're in the burqa with the, just the, you know, just the eyes being seen. You're she said, it is. Muslims yeah, they, that live there. She said half of the women on the streets are in burqas of London. Well, that's just diversity, Glenn. That sounds like a really good thing. And that's that's Yeah. Yeah, no I don't. <laughs> that's just, no. Uh-uh. That's just diversity. That's Yeah, I mean, no, we love I don't that. Think so. We love that Mm-mm. diversity. Doesn't Mm-mm. seem like that's statistically possible either. I I, I would uh uh I mean, fifty percent. Well, look it up. Of, look it up. I mean, I, that's, that's what she. That's what she said. Yeah, I mean, I, it may have been a certain area, right? It could have been a particular area of London. Yeah, because didn't um, you see something similar in Sweden or something? Isn't weren't there a lot of? Yeah, there in, in a lot one, of immigrants in right one now. place. Yeah, there's yeah. one area in yeah. in Copenhagen that was like Saudi Arabia. It was like Saudi Arabia, and they're just not. Uh, apparently, they're just not blending in. And, you know, the, the mayor of London, did you see what the mayor of London was trashing Donald Trump because of the gun play here? Yeah. And, what Donald, Trump, mm-hmm. and, what, and what Donald Trump responded with? Mm. Did I, you see that? I did, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. Why don't you work on keeping your knife crime down? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one thing about so Donald great. Trump that you just love yes, is that. he just will. Ju- he doesn't care. No, he'll just he eviscerate just, you. You come for him, he will, he's going he back will. at you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, why don't you keep knife crime down? No president would say that, and it's so. <laughs> delicious it really is <laughs> it's so it really good is. so good all right thank you all very right. much pat thanks for stopping no, no. by and and i mean this thank you thank no you. please that was, really nice. I mean that. That yeah, was really nice it's wow. from the heart it's from the heart oh, right. see that's the kind of nice guy you know antics that you get uh right exactly you know from mm-hmm. pat gray and the pat gray radio roundup with the with his cowboy orchestra every it, morning. You know, when Pat Gray uh, was initially unleashed, I don't think we th- thought we'd be seeing the thoughtful, uh, cuddly side of Pat no, every day. And that's really what it's turned into. Yeah, Just a loving, did. genteel man. Uh, every morning, <laughs> check it out uh, on the podcast. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's what we're going to sell it as. Right? But you should listen to it because it might not be exactly that. He'll shiv you if you don't listen. All right. Let me tell you about Charlie. This is a great story. Charlie, for years, operated under the assumption that he had a condition known as 
ulcerative colitis, I guess. His doctors told him that's what he had. It was painful. It made his life absolutely miserable. So for Christmas last year, Charlie gets a uh, 23andMe kit. Well, something happened that changed Charlie's life. He discovered he didn't have that. He had the genetic variants commonly associated with celiac disease. So he had another test run, and sure enough, it came back positive for celiac instead. So all he had to do was change his diet. He was gluten-free now, and he's better, thanks to his wife, to his doctors, and 23andMe, without which he may never have discovered the truth and lived a life of misery. Your DNA kit uh, is, is so much more than just finding out your ancestry. 23andMe reports do not diagnose disease or describe overall likelihood of developing any disease, but they test select genetic variants only. Now, if you go to 23andMe.com slash Beck, you're going to get the important test information. You can order the Health and Ancestry Kit, which is what I got for me and my family, and it's, it's amazing what you'll learn about yourself and about, you know, they say, my genes, an elite athlete. The muscle composition of an elite athlete. I just want to throw that in. It doesn't help their credibility, but I just want to throw that in. Uh, 23andMe.com slash Beck. Meet your genes in 125 personalized genetic reports. To better know who you are, you need to know where you came from. You need to know what your body says might be on your horizon. That's 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's 23andMe.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mm, welcome to the program. I don't know. I think this is important. Stu, you let me know uh, if you think. Um, apparently, headline, Dairy Queen burgers are not made of human flesh. Oh. Uh, I know. This a county coroner has been forced to confirm that uh, they're not made of human flesh. In, in fact, they have looked at the entire list of ingredients of the Dairy Queen burger, and the company says it's beef from cows, definitely not from humans. Wow, that's it's encouraging <laughs> that they needed yeah. to, to, people just yeah. didn't know. Uh, well, <laughs> okay, so all of this stems from last Friday, there was a federal raid at one of the South Carolina Dairy Queens, and uh, conspiracy theories just went wild. Um, and the company wrote on Twitter, at Dairy Queen, we're very proud of our 100% beef hamburgers. We serve high-quality hamburger with no additives or fillers. Read between the line. There's no people in our food. <laughs> um, now, Wednesday, federal agents surrounded the Dairy Queen in Greenwood, South Carolina. And it was part of an investigation having nothing to do with people in the meat. Um, the restaurant manager, Saif Momin, uh, told the newspaper that a corporate inspector informed him that someone had complained about human meat being inside of a burger. But that's not he. That's what he was saying to the press. <laughs> but he had bags full of money hidden at the Dairy Queen and also at his house. Well, you got to you got to buy human flesh with cash. You can't put it on your credit card. Well, he, it turns out he wasn't buying humans oh, okay. or human flesh. So, um, but anyway, so the, so the reporter had to call the coroner 
and say, uh, the owner of the Dairy Queen said that there's an allegation. Can you confirm there's no? And the coroner said, what? <laughs> he said, I, you don't need to respond to every single thing you see on Twitter. I, yeah, I know. I mean, He's like, there, I've never heard of this. Nobody has called for this. I, he said, this is the first I've heard of it. I don't see how that could have any validity in that at all. Uh, That's what they you know. always say. That's what they yeah, always he said, say. There so, is Texas little to Chainsaw no... Chainsaw Massacre, by the way. I want to put right. out Texas, which is right. where there's a lot of Dairy Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were making chili, which I believe they serve at Dairy Queen. Which I, so, I don't know so for sure. But. The coroner said there is little to no chance of anything like that ever being able to happen. <laughs> what? So, I mean, I just want to quote Jim Carrey. So you're saying there's a chance. By the way, I'm on the Dairy Queen website right now, Glenn. Yeah. Pretzel sticks with zesty queso. I, I really want to try that. Uh, and then uh, they have a pumpkin pie really shake. Like oh, yeah. And they have yeah. a, a, a pumpkin pie blizzard and a cinnamon roll shake. The oh cinnamon roll shake is just, I mean, that's that uh, sounds it was designed fantastic. for me. I mean, that is. Uh, Maybe it's just away. cold icing. From the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow, By the way, taste I test had, on the air. We'll get that set yeah. up. So I just had some California fresh squeezed strawberry lemonade. And I swear to you, it's as I, I drink it. it. To me, it smells like coffee and cigarettes. Mm. Or maybe, maybe an old shoe or something. Well, it is people. It's people. It is. It's strawberry people. lemonade. It's people. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. From Los Angeles, California, it's the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Glenn will be joining us here in just a few minutes, along with his uh, ever-beloved uh, sidekick, uh, Stu Brigier. Uh We have uh, Biff Bifferson down there in the studios uh, giving us a, a look at what's coming up. Biff, what, what do you think Glenn and Stu have planned for this hour? Hey, well, they got sports on the fours, I know that much. Sports on the fours, traffic on the fives. Traffic and sports combined on the sixes, and then weather on the twos. Uh, and then weather also add the four and a halves. So, right. so uh, That sounds like a very complex system it is. for a couple of guys who said they couldn't figure out how the metric system worked just a few minutes ago. <laughs> a few minutes ago. Just a it's a very ago. difficult system. There's yes, kilometers. Yes. There's kilograms. Right. Uh, so I heard the announcement that they made earlier today <laughs> that mm-hmm. Dave Rubin and the Rubin Report is going to be joining the blaze. Do you suppose that uh, Glenn Glenn, feels... Hold on. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes. Sunny High 59. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Do you suppose that Glenn might feel that uh, this is a younger, you know, a younger guy coming in and maybe going to uh, supplant him? And well, and he sure should. Is... I'll tell you that much. He sure should. That's exactly uh, what I would think. Well, By the way, Mets uh, lost eleven ten. Uh, it's going to be a uh, an hour of sports, weather, <laughs> traffic, and paranoia coming up in just a minute on the Glenn Beck program. A new report is out, and it sounds the alarm of brain-reading technology and neurocapitalism. This will be the 
This is not fiction or sci-fi. This is actually being worked on. It will... It should chill you to the bone, but don't let it. Because the good news is, it's being developed and all under control. Uh, It's being developed by Mark Zuckerberg. So what could possibly go wrong? This amazing technology story in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you work hard for your money. You try to make wise financial decisions in your life, both for yourself and your family. Now, how frustrating would it be if somebody came along and pretended to be you for a while? Well, uh, let me tell you, this has just happened for the very first time in space. The very first space crime has been committed. And I have to tell you, if I would have thought of this earlier, I would have been an astronaut just so I could always be in the record books as the first space criminal. But one of our astronauts went up, a NASA astronaut, went up into space, was up in space for 11 months. They were, she was going through a bitter divorce with her wife, uh, and um, she posed as her spouse— and emptied out the bank account. Then she said, well, it wasn't me. I mean, I'm it's in space. Who could have done that? Posing as my, as my estranged wife. I don't know who could have done that. The bank did their investigation. They traced all the links back. And uh, <clears throat> looks like it. Uh, the, the connection ended at an uplink at NASA to uh, the space station. So... <laughs> So it had to be those crazy Russians, right, on the International Space Station? I guess that's what's happening. So our first space crime done by uh, our first astronaut, uh, and uh, and we should all be so proud. So anyway, <clears throat> this happens not just in space. This is happening everywhere. It'll affect your credit, maybe even lead to your financial ruin. You take that risk every time you get online without any form of Internet security. I get being a risk taker, but there are some things that you just shouldn't risk. That's why you need a Norton Secure VPN. If she would have used the VPN, they wouldn't have been able to trace her. She would have gotten away with it. The first space crime. We would never have known about it. The virtual private network uses bank-grade encryption to hide your online activity. Now, this isn't for people who are criminals or anything else. What this is is for people that say, you know, my information is my information. I don't want somebody going in and taking my information and selling it. I also don't want somebody like Facebook or Google taking my information and selling it just like they do on the black market, except somehow or another we're all cool with it if it's Google. No. Don't. Install the software, log in once, let it run in the background. It works on your Mac, your PC, or your mobile device. Get Norton Secure VPN and browse privately. Secure your connections. Just head to norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at $333 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. It's norton.com slash VPN. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay. 
There was a report that was released on Friday, and I think it's one that we should talk about. It is, uh, it, it, it outlined how in the era of neurocapitalism, your brain needs new human rights. Now, following the recent uh, revelations that Elon Musk's Neuralink is developing technology to be able to link your mind to the Internet, it goes both ways. You're going to be able to access, with your mind, the Internet. But the Internet will also be able to access you. Now... This is when everybody's favorite good guy comes in, Mark Zuckerberg. He's, his company is now funding research on what's called BCI, brain-computer interfaces, that can pick up thoughts directly from your neurons and translate them into words. Researchers say they have already built an algorithm that can decode words from brain activity in real time. So in other words, you're thinking, hey, I need to uh, Google what this word is or whatever you're thinking. This algorithm can hear your thoughts and turn them into words and actions. Elon Musk's company has what's called flexible threads that can be implanted into the brain and could allow you to control your smartphone, your computer, with just your thoughts. Musk wants to start testing in humans by the end of 2020. Now, <clears throat> maybe, perhaps, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. Now, there is absolutely no way to stop technology. It's just not going to happen. Um, well, I mean, unless you're God. Can I just tell you a real quick theory? I don't know if I've said this before on the air. I think I have. Uh, but I'd, I'd ask you to ponder it. You know, when when God stopped uh, the Tower of Babel from being built, it was the merciful God. And how did he stop it from being built? He confused their language. Because if they could do this, according to the Bible, if they could do this, they could do anything. And God knew that that would not work out well. So he confused their language and they scattered well, what is our language? Our language is not English or Chinese. Our language is ones and zeros. Confusing our language would stop us from destroying the human race. Because I, I do think this is a real possibility. I want to talk to you about what happened. Elon Musk um, and Jack Ma uh, got into kind of an, a little bit of a spat or an argument. They were doing a... Um, they were doing a... Uh, a a conference together and one of them really believes that AI is dangerous and Jack Ma it just seems to me to be out on planet 10 he just doesn't see any risk to it at all but you tell me considering that these two companies and others are advancing and have ambitions the report warns that your brain is the final privacy frontier and it may not be private much longer. He laid out how existing laws are not equipped to handle these emerging technologies that could interfere with the rights that are so basic we may not even think of them as human rights, like our ability to determine where ourselves end 
and machines begin. So a researcher at ETH in Zurich who published the paper uh, detailing four human rights for the neurotechnology age that he believes need to be protected by law. Uh, The researcher said, I'm very concerned about the commercialization of brain data in the consumer market. Well, so am I, but I'm also concerned about governments having the same thing. He said, I'm not talking about a far-fetched future. We already have consumer neurotech with people trading their brain data for services from private companies. He said he pointed to video games that use brain activity and wearable devices that monitor human activities such as sleep. I'm tempted to call this neurocapitalism. So here's what he said that we have to talk about right now. And I don't think you could get anybody in Washington to listen to this. Maybe a few. Massey probably would listen to this. But he said we need four new rights. One, the right to cognitive liberty. You should have the right to freely decide if you want to use given neurotechnology or refuse it. The right to mental privacy. You have a right to seclude your brain data or to publicly share it. Now, I just want you to think about this. We're talking about the only thing that you own, really own, that are really yours, are your thoughts. This new BCI, which is being developed, Musk and Zuckerberg and others around the world, will read your mind. Third right, the right to mental integrity. You should have the right not to be harmed physically or psychologically by neurotechnology and the right to psychological uh, continuity. You should have the right to be protected from any alterations to yourself of self uh, that you did not authorize. Now, here's the thing. This is what they're saying. Brain data is the ultimate refuge of privacy. When that goes, everything goes. And once brain data is collected on a large scale, it will be very hard to reverse the process. The scariest thing you'll read all day is this report. So how long, says the researcher, will it be until this is co-opted for national security purposes? According to the interview, Samuel noted that Defense Department's Advanced Research Agency, that's DARPA, is already working on neurotechnologies that could be used on soldiers. He said there's already a military-funded research to see if we can monitor decreases in attention levels and concentration with the hybrid BCIs that can read deficits in attention levels and then rewrite the brain to increase alertness through neuromodulation. These are DARPA-funded projects that attempt to do so. Wow. And we're still arguing things like what? That you're born as a man and now you can choose to be a zebra and we all have to... I mean, look at what we're headed towards. Don't you think we should stop and talk about this? There's no need for torture anymore. They'll literally be able to read your mind.
There's no need for indoctrination camps. All that all that China has to do is just implant people with this technology and they can rewrite their brain to be what? A Stepford wife? Don't you think at times we're talking about the wrong things? Do you remember when I told you about deep fakes? Okay, so we saw deep fake a couple of weeks ago uh, with, um, with um, who was the comedian on Letterman? Uh, uh, Hater. Uh, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. And he was doing impersonations of, of Tom Cruise, and his face just turns into Tom Cruise, and you don't see it as a deep fake. You see it as like, wow, did he, his face just changed. It looks like he... He's like got a rubber face and he can make his face look like Tom Cruise. You cannot tell where the real video ends and the um and the deep fake begins. It is absolutely stunning. Now, to me, that's at a position now to where I can't trust my eyes. If you can do that, I I'm not going to be able to trust my eyes. Here's the latest. I've told you that the real problem is going to be the human voice. For some reason, the voice is much harder to uh, to fake than the visual. I don't know why, but they've got the visual down. But we thought we were a ways away from the voice. The first AI deep fake crime has just been committed, and this time not in space. And it's a big crime. And I'll tell you about it in one minute. Now, I want to talk to responsible people here. You don't have to make a huge down payment to buy a home. It doesn't take an arm and a leg. Uh, and you, you should you should know that. But you should also know only buy what you can afford. A house can be a very good uh, investment. A house could also be an anchor around your neck. I, I want you to please, please think about the future and prepare yourself for an uncertain future and make sure that you're all locked down. Now, this could be the right move if you're in the, uh, in the market to buy a house. A new survey, large number of new homeowners are putting down $5,000 or less. Please don't do that unless you're secure. And you're buying a house that you know. I know what it's like to buy a house. You always buy, well, you know, I'm going to get that promotion. I'm going to get there. And then if something doesn't happen, then you're really struggling. The salary-based mortgage consultants do not pressure you. They don't have upfront fees that you have to pay. They just build custom loans to fit your needs, including options for as little as $1,000 down, or in some cases, nothing at all. I warn you to be careful. The only people I would trust on this is American Financing. Give American Financing a call today. Whether you're in the market to buy a home, you need to discuss the option of refinancing your mortgage or credit card debt, American Financing team of experts can point you in the right direction. It may well be the best 10 minutes you've ever spent. Call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Uh, pause for 10 seconds, station ID, and then back. 
All right, so law enforcement authorities, AI experts, this program has been warning you of deep fakes for a long time. And we've been warning you that it's going to be used for nefarious purposes uh, first. I mean, really, porn is really why the Internet would develop so fast, uh, because that's where the demand was. Um, And it's going to be used by really bad people at first, especially since things are moving so fast the laws around the world just cannot keep up with it. So law enforcement authorities uh, and AI experts have been called in because a CEO of a United Kingdom-based energy firm thought he was on the phone with his boss. The boss is a chief executive of the firm's German parent company. And so he called up and he said, Yeah, Hans, it's Fritz. I want you to uh, send funds over to our Hungarian supplier. And they're like, uh, uh, okay, okay, listen, it's urgent. I just need you to pay within the hour. How's your wife? Good, good. How's everything? Good. All right. So do you have it? You have everything you need? Yeah. And I need this right away. Send it right away. Okay. Hangs up. The guy is convinced he has just talked to his boss. He had the right tone, the right inflection. He said the right things. He had the same kind of, uh, you know, uh, vocal tics. He was convinced that's who it was. So he took $250,000 and he transferred it over to uh, this Hungarian fund. Then, uh, a couple of hours later, the guy gets another phone call. And he said, look, you just transferred 243000 uh, but um, it didn't come through. I need you to do it again. So please send this again. Um, on the, uh, uh, he didn't do it right away. The third call came in, and he said, hey, um, can, can, you haven't sent it yet. The guy got suspicious because he had verification that it did go through. Uh, And when he said it didn't go through, he was like, well, something's not right here. Didn't say it. Started looking into it. The third call happened to come from another uh, a number in Austria. And he knew that the CEO was not in Austria. And so he didn't send any more money, but he lost a quarter of a million dollars. Now, the thing is, they don't know how this guy did it. They don't know who this person is. It was all using bots, and it transferred the money right from the Hungarian account. It went in, and this AI system broke it all up, sent it to a bunch of different banks, I think in Mexico, uh, and they don't know how to find them. And they say, right now, it's a dead case. We have no idea who this was or how they did this. We're entering a new world. I don't know if you saw this. If you're a geek, you did. Quantum mechanics is this amazing thing. Uh, and they have, uh, what is it, super, super in position, super, I can't remember. But it, what it means is when a quantum computer thinks, it doesn't think as yes or no, it thinks of both. 
So it's it's always it's always both of everything. Uh, and it causes the computer to work super, super fast. Well, they found a new quantum time. They now say that computers are going to be able to go forward in time. It has something to do with um, uh, the theory of relativity. Um, and I'm not bright enough to figure all this out. But they're saying that the computer now can go forward in time and do something forward in time so it is beyond instantaneous they're just starting to test this now but make no mistakes we should stop talking about these stupid little things and start looking at what's coming right around the corner you're listening to Glenn Beck yeah is she here Oh, good. All right, Glenn, you going to uh, do yes. our uh, our sponsor here? Of course, this half oh, hour yes. is Tecovis. Our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Tecovis, right now in Austin, Texas, there is a group of people who work for a company whose prices are so affordable, they don't usually do promotions, but they've got a great one right now. These are uh, Tecovis boots and Tecovis clothing are the best. And now with any $150 purchase you can make today, you'll also receive a free calfskin soft leather card case, hand-stitched in really nice bourbon color. Oh, bourbon. It's a $45 value. It's free with any purchase over $150. But don't wait. They are a limited supply. They're going to run out of these really soon. Enter the, uh, the code BECK at checkout. But if you've been thinking about a pair of new boots, now is the time to get it. They never run specials like this. They're running now one where you're going to get this beautiful card case in leather, $45 value. Just go to tecovis.com slash Beck, tecovis.com slash Beck. Do it now. In case you missed the big announcement, Dave Rubin joining Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. If you are not a subscriber to The Blaze yet, you need to be. You need to be a subscriber to The Blaze at blazetv.com. Yesterday, I was on with uh, Dave Rubin on uh, The Rubin Report, and he announced at the very end uh, that he is joining The Blaze. Uh, it'll still He'll still have The Rubin Report, you know, as if you're a subscriber of his, you'll still get it the same way, et cetera, et cetera. But you'll also be able to get it at The Blaze, and you'll have, uh, I think it's a 24-hour advance uh, to uh, his shows. And so we're thrilled to have Dave Rubin join us. It is really um, because we're quite concerned about uh, losing our voices, and we all need to stand together. We all need to be strong as individuals, but also stand together. Uh, and one of the people that we talked about uh, yesterday was uh, Bridget Fetisi, who is uh, with us now. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Yeah, you're in. You you live here. I do. How how do you live here? <sighs> I never leave my house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You know what I feel though that more and more people, because more people are kind of pushing back against a lot of that extreme insanity. Mm-hmm. So I found an underground support system but it's definitely underground i i mean it is underground it is underground but i will tell you i sense a change here 
I had uh, lunch with uh, Jason Blum yesterday mm-hmm. from from Blumhouse. If you don't know who he is, he did Get Out. Uh, he did Whiplash. All I mean, he's won Oscars, lots of lots of accolades. He is a disruptor of the movie industry. Right. <clears throat> he's very very left. Okay, I shouldn't say that. He's very liberal. Right. He's very liberal. He cannot take the political correctness of who you can talk to, right. who you can't talk to. Yeah, no, I can't do it. It's, the guilt by association. Yeah, and I think there is a real change right. uh, to where people who don't necessarily agree with me are, you know, he said, we, we went out to lunch, and uh, he said, I, I, can I get a picture with you? And I said, you want a picture with me? He said, <laughs> yeah, I want to post it. And I said, you're going to get hell for that. <laughs> And he did, man. I yeah. saw his post, <laughs> and everybody just hated him. Just hated him for it. Uh, yeah. And what's crazy is I posted it myself, and I didn't get the hate no. for him. My side was like, "Great, I think this is great." <laughs> it's nuts. No, it's. I mean, I was laughing because I posted that thing on my. I posted our podcast. You were a guest on my podcast. Yeah. And I posted it on my Facebook. <laughs> and it was. And then it got blocked. taken down. Yeah. They said we're blocking this because it violates community standards. What community but I've had standards? Sex therapists on my podcast. I know. I've listened to your podcast. You will talk about anything. No, there are no standards. <laughs> right, and I didn't talk about anything. I mean, I was. No, I was, it was like the most mild podcast by maybe far of all of my right. guests. It's the difference between like uh, I don't know Bob Hope and Dave Chappelle. I mean, it was. Pretty mild, yeah. and I'm the one that gets you in trouble. Well, it's just funny because it's the, it's the, yeah. It, I was saying that I guarantee it was just somebody who's friends with me or follows me on Facebook, and they were like, "I don't feel safe." Reported. Oh my god! But they didn't even listen to it, and so then I started like a war on Facebook because what happened was people have been, and this is why I think sharing the risk is important, and I think it's important that. People like your friend who took a picture, people like me who are like, I'm not playing this game. Yeah. Um, we keep doing that because I, I don't realize the effect that I've had on people just by observing. Mm-hmm. So once I got blacked and I was like, I'm done with this site. I hate it. I, I don't like <laughs> Facebook anyway. It feels like a nursing home compared mm-hmm. to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's so slow. I'm like, mm-hmm. when's bingo night? <laughs> What's going on, guys? They're like, did you hear this? I'm like, yeah, two weeks ago on Twitter. <laughs> Catch up. And so I don't really use it that often. So the algorithm doesn't really like me. You know, you, yeah. have, you must feed the algorithms. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then yesterday, because there was all this action, suddenly everyone saw that I had posted this post about having it taken down. Now, I understand more being a, a new writer, whatever Dave calls it, whatever space I'm in, Yeah, why there's so much, uh, why there's that feeling of what media bias? Well, that's, that is... You have reason to believe that these things are true, and it might it's it's enforced partially by the it's enforced obviously by Facebook and Twitter, but it's it's they're given the kind of you know ability to do that with somebody just being able to report that because it doesn't it doesn't make them feel safe. Yeah, and they didn't even tell me what standards. I haven't. Ha- there's they no won't. there was no way for me to even contest it. 
So at least Twitter gives you the ability to kind of make an appeal if it takes something down. So just go to just go to wherever you get your podcast and look for Bridget Fetessy's uh, uh, Walk-Ins Welcome. And it's the episode with me. And tell me that we violated. Listen to some of her other guests. <laughs> Listen and to then, the sex therapist. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then tell me that I was the one that was violating community standards. I want to read what somebody said because the comment was unbelievable. And I'll find it in a minute. But this guy. So I started this war because people who have been observing me, they came to my defense. People that I didn't expect to come to my defense. Yeah. They were like, somebody said that you were alt right. They said we need to block the alt right. I'm like the alt. All right, hates Glenn Beck. If you knew any, <laughs> if you knew anything, you'd know they. But they hate. don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't know anything, and they just are just going whatever it is that the the algorithm oh, has has taught them. Yeah, it says uh, Bridget Fetessy. He is a gateway drug, soft fascism. Perhaps he has reformed to try and revise his toxic legacy. And censoring demagogues doesn't increase the appeal of the alt right. That is a briar patch argument of the alt-right. Unfortunately, free speech intolerance, we require intolerance of intolerance. (laughs) Somebody somebody on Twitter was like, WTF did I just read? (laughs) What does that even mean? How do you, seriously, how do you live here? I mean, Um, Dave Chappelle, have you seen the Dave Chappelle? Yeah, of course. It's fantastic. It's brilliant, yeah. You know what? I watched it, and I my first thought was it's really really funny, mm. um, but it's it's not anything that would have been called brilliant fifteen years ago. Well, I think what Dave, you know, a lot of the things that I've come to understand there, the comedians are. I've always been obsessed with comedians because they exist in this um, this intersection of free speech and and comedy is fascinating mm-hmm. to me, and it's such a particularly American art form just being able to get on stage and talk and push back against whatever the establishment Mm -hmm. and having him go after what is the tenets of woke as far as i see which is the religion yeah and the the left just isn't used to having people of their own i mean i think the babylon b had a headline the other day that said um liberals only like when black men liberals only allow black men to speak when they say what they want them to say or when they agree <laughs> right. with them or something right. like yeah. that. And so he he's pushing back instinctively against all of their tenets of woke because it is this every I, I see all the comedians. There's another one, Andrew Schultz, and he did a crowd work special on YouTube and he's brilliant, but he was completely politically incorrect in this special. He's a genius it was all off the top of his head mm. and just but you can see the crowd it was more for me watching the crowd just laughing at all these racist profile jokes yeah, that yeah, he yeah. was making and yeah. the relief it was a very diverse crowd the, yeah. the relief of the audience of like thank you i know well Chappelle. what was funny was Chappelle's Chappelle. do we have the audio of Chappelle calling out he he does an impression and he says, "I want you oh, to yeah, I, I want this. you to guess who I'm uh, who I'm imitating." Go ahead, play it. Uh, you want the one where he does where he's talking back, yeah. talking to the audience? Is yes, the where he's talking for? to the audience. Yes, please. Yes, okay. You well, have it. Yeah, we. You could have possibly given us a heads up on this. Well, well, I thought you than... had it. I heard it one earlier. Second. I thought yeah. it was you know maybe right there. <laughs> we do. 
Okay, well, we'll just here somewhere. We're gonna. We're gonna I'll tell work you on what, it. I'm just gonna take my sock off and I'll just <laughs> use a sock puppet and I'll do Dave Chappelle's voice if you don't have it. Do you have it? No. So Dave goes. Dave says, "Oh, I'm freaking out. Even though I, okay, if I do we anything, don't need, we don't need I your just, Dave. I don't ruin it the... for the people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't ruin it. So, but he takes on the audience. Yeah, and they're doing the kind of clapter. They think it's funny, but they also don't realize." Uh, no, he's really talking about me. Right. What he's saying is, um, you know, I, I'm going to stop you. He does a whole impression, and then he says, who am I? And what was interesting to me was that the audience said Trump. Trump, because they're so used to every joke being about Trump. And he right. said, no, dummies, I'm talking about like you. You. And, you. Yeah. And they all laughed and clapped, but I think they thought that that you didn't include them. Well, everybody thinks right. that. You know, right? oh, no, but he doesn't mean he me. He doesn't mean me specifically. He <laughs> right. means the royal you. Right. And he really <laughs> meant you yeah. specifically. Yeah. And he said, this makes comedy impossible. It makes being, uh, you know, anybody in the limelight impossible. Yeah. And it is so refreshing to hear and so I thought at first, just this is this is something that somebody could have said and wouldn't have been groundbreaking or, you know, game changing 15 years ago. Now it is game changing. But if you really think about what he says, like his his abortion joke is brilliant. It's brilliant. Although brilliant. that was funny, too, because conservatives were. It's just funny how people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. He, I don't know what I heard. I, he's just funny because everybody's like, yeah, it really can get behind his pro-life message. I'm yeah. like, he's not pro. That's not a pro-life message. He's he's nuanced and making he's taking the piss out of everybody. Yes. And that's the brilliant thing about Dave is he'll get he'll draw you in and you're like, yeah, I'm a, he's on my side. And then yeah. as he the minute and you think he is, he reverses, he reverses it. Yeah. And And what he was I think what he was saying on that was. If you think you're right, perhaps you're wrong. Yeah, I think that's really... So it was a lesson on certitude. Well, he it used to be... Now we have this idea that you know what everybody, where everyone stands and you speak to them. And it's gone are the days where somebody can just make fun of everyone because mm-hmm. you either need to be speaking to... So what, what he did in that special, messing with everyone's perceptions of themselves and each other... And I do think he got so much of a lot of the the criticism is that he's a reactionary, which is what anyone who pushes back against the left gets called. Mm-hmm. And he is reacting to and they said, oh, he's defending celebrity, but only somebody as big as Dave Chappelle, who's essentially uncancelable, mm-hmm. can fight these fights. Yeah, because you're who's who's going to fight it? Some Correct. guy coming up. Correct. I fight it because I have nothing to lose. But if I'm in that mid-range, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I saw um, Andy Lasner was talking to Dana Lash. Mm-hmm. And Andy's a friend of mine. And I'm like, Andy. This is, the, uh, <laughs> this is the Ellen producer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Andy, you need to be careful. I'm just <laughs> warning you. Well, I was because, just, because he's going to get attacked. Right. And again, I would say that, you know, I, good for him. I think it's amazing. He's not afraid. No, he's not. He's not afraid. He's not. I mean, he is a guy. I'd like to have him on the show. He's. I mean, he follows several people at the. Oh place yeah, yeah. Because he follows people 
that he doesn't necessarily agree with, yeah. but he thinks are smart. Yeah, and he'll, he's willing to engage in a yes. dialogue with them. That's and so, good. And he, but I was laughing because I, I said, um, he, I, to me, he's in that like kind of dangerous mid range <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. they can pick you off. They yeah. can't pick Ellen off, but yeah. they might try and come for That's you. That's the same thing I think with Jason Blum is he is he's tired of it and he he's like if i want to have lunch with somebody i'm yeah. going to have lunch with somebody because yeah. i like them and i don't care what you think yeah and he's trying because they you can't cancel jason blum no uh and so what are they going to do about it and he's trying i think he's one of the people that try to set an example of look i i can get along with a lot of people and we have to stop this right or we're all in trouble. Well, it's if you, you know, they for all the talk that they had about the bubble and how they didn't see anything, they they were in a bubble. They've insulated themselves even more by creating these lines that you now can't cross. Yeah. So now you're saying we were in a bubble, but you can't talk to anybody in outside of the bubble. Yeah. Or you're a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, how is that making your bubble expanding? You're just creating an even more insulated bubble. And isn't that what the Nazis <laughs> did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you misunderstand what the Nazis were. Yeah. All right, Bridget Fetisy. You can uh, find her at what's your website, BridgetFetisy.com? Um, yeah, you can find me at Fetisy.com or check out um, my new YouTube show, Weekly Dumpster Fire, on YouTube. <laughs> And where I just go through all the 24-hour outrage cycle and make fun of oh everyone. Gosh. I was on with Dave Rubin. He's off for a month. Yeah, you know, yeah. He doesn't do it. So I did his show yesterday. Did you see it? No, okay. I was working. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, it, I just went through the month's worth of news, and you want to talk about a dumpster fire. Yeah. Just look at the last oh, month. Oh, I know. It's crazy. I know. All right, Bridget, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You bet. Back in uh, just a second. First, our sponsor this half hour is a relief factor. No shortage in America of people who suffer from regular and often intense pain in their lives. Many people turn to various forms of drugs just to try to dull the pain, get some semblance of their former lives back. But, you know, you get fogged out. It's a gray existence. Nobody wants to live that way. I've had pain in my life for the last probably almost 10 years, and uh, it's changed my life and not for the better. I will tell you that the only thing that has really changed my life for the better when it comes to pain is Relief Factor. Relief Factor, it reduces the inflammation that causes pain. It works for 70% of those who try it. It's not a drug. Uh, it's not opioids that are going to be ravaging your 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 body. It's nineteen ninety nine. Get a three week tr- quick trial. Try it right now. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I can't wait for you to meet Paul Jaley. And I am, I'm so upset that I'm in Los Angeles and he's in Dallas. He's flown in from Boston and he is an amazing, amazing historian. Uh, and we're going to talk about the 400th anniversary of the pilgrims and what's happening in Plymouth. They can't have a celebration, you know. We'll talk about that coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
Uh, Glenn, welcome uh, here. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Tuning in to the program. Uh, Yes, yes, uh, indeed. A nice thing for you to do. Thank you, Stu. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, our sponsor. It's uh, Relief Factor. Um, Relief Factor is a company that has put together uh, pain relief. It reduces the inflammation in your body. And it is, it's just tremendous for so many people that I know, so many listeners of ours. Also, Keith, I know, is is taking Relief Factor. I think he had a bad... I know he has a bad brain. I don't know what else he had, but uh, the uh, the inflammation, getting that reduced, has taken him out of pain. Uh, and you can experience really, literally, the miracle of Relief Factor. You'll get your life back. I did mine. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Try it. It works. Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start now. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. whatever coming in just a couple of months is the fo- is the 399th anniversary of the pilgrims landing in massachusetts so we're now a year away from a celebration of the pilgrims coming to this land unless you're in plymouth well then it's not a celebration we can't have a celebration too many dark things happened. I mean, they brought those weird hats uh, and uh, and Dutch thing. Have you ever seen a Dutch painting? They all look they all look sad and spooky, and that's what they brought to America. That in disease, and they slaughter all Indians. So, if you're in Plymouth, we can't have a celebration. But I contend they may not want one, but we could throw one. I'll pursue this in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, so there's this thing called the dark web, which uh, is kind of a spooky place. You can you can you can find anything. It's honestly, it's like living in New York. You're you know uh, two blocks away from a great theater, and you're two blocks away from buying heroin or uh, you know offing your spouse. That's kind of like the dark web. It's the black market version of the Internet, and it exists just below the sight lines of the average person getting online. The painful truth is one of the reasons it's so clandestine is because people who steal information like your information, and I'm not counting the people at Facebook who are doing it openly and somehow or another we're cool with it, um, but the people who take your information, they peddle it on the dark web to other people on the dark web looking to make money. Good news is there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats and keeps you informed if and when somebody out there is trying to get a hold of or sell your information online. If there's a problem, their U.S.-based restoration specialists are going to work to fix it. Don't let somebody steal your information and go to the dark web. 
Get LifeLock right now. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and get an extra 10% off now at LifeLock.com. So one of my favorite people in the world, and I have yet to meet, and I am so upset that I'm in Los Angeles while he is in my studio in Dallas. I was supposed to be there today, and I I couldn't make it back in time. His name is Paul Jaley. He lives in Plymouth, Massachusetts, where he is the senior pastor of the New Testament Church. He is also the educational director for the Plymouth Rock Foundation, where they teach the Constitution, leadership, uh, education, youth ministry, They tie them to biblical principles, and he is one of the guys, he's one of the last men standing in Plymouth. And dare I say it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but you're not exactly popular for teaching the truth in Plymouth anymore. Well, you know that uh, that sometimes you're not popular when you teach the truth, but a lot of great things are going on in Plymouth. And I've got great news because... More and more, not only the entire town, I've been there a long time. So I've worked in and around Plymouth for almost four decades. Uh, and so I've been there a long time. I've got great relationships with the town. And we're going to see the town's activities. And the town has sanctioned our event in 2020, June 28 to 30, the American Pilgrimage 400. And I think that uh, we're seeing a lot of people come together in unity. I think there's a, a great things that are going to happen next year. Of course, not everybody is on board with the same kind of story. Everybody has their interpretations. But you know what? If we stick to the facts and we uh, share it in a winsome way and we are servants to those that we meet and what we do on the streets, hey, there can be a lot of things happening. And I know there's been controversy. There was controversy in Jamestown over the word celebration. But the word commemoration was often chosen. It's a synonym to celebration anyway. And so, you know, the point is we want to honor You're wrecking all my fun. You're wrecking all my fun. (laughs) You're wrecking all my fun. That's okay, because here's the point. We want to see some powerful things come out when people hear the true story. I mean, what a powerful story when you think about it. Here's a remnant of people. It's a church plant. I mean, America was started in New England with a church plant. Here's a group of people that are persecuted in England. They're told by the king they can't leave, and they're told by the king they can't stay. Now, that's that's a dilemma. And then they escape to Holland for 12 years. They have all kinds of issues in Amsterdam the first year. They move to Leiden. They begin to grow their church. Their grows, church grows to over 300 uh, in Leiden, Holland. They are very gracious immigrants to Holland. They work all the jobs that others won't, don't want to. They have to learn a textile business. They have to learn a new language. They're, they're going through all these things, and their church finally grows. And then the truce with Spain is going to end in in 1620, their, their children are getting older. They just have this vision to be stepping stones to birth the kingdom of God. What people don't realize is the pilgrims were not about themselves. The pilgrims were not about their own church. It wasn't about building their own church, having a name for themselves. As William Bradford said it, they wanted to be propagate the advancement of the gospel of the kingdom of Christ into the remote parts of the world. Yea, though they would be stepping stones unto others for the performing of so great a work. What a powerful the, passage from William so Bradford. They, when you really read about them, I mean, they were setting out for New Guinea, 
and uh, the first ship left and then turned around because it, the the mass broke. And that's when, if I'm not mistaken, was it Bradford? It, one of them said, I've heard from God and we have to go to we have to go to America. We have to go to, you know, uh, 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 you know, well, what they, is now yeah. New England. And they didn't want to go. And they lost a lot of the pilgrims who said, I, I'm not going there, because that was really certain death, people thought back then. Well, also, you know, you have to realize, when the two ships left um, London, the Mayflower was rented, the Speedwell was owned by the Pilgrims. When the Speedwell sprung leaks, be, and of course they found out later it was probably overmasted by the captain, because he didn't want to go, of the right. Speedwell. Then they put into Plymouth Harbor in England, and then left on one ship. Yes, about 20 or so stayed behind in Plymouth. There was a great Reformed church there that they could have fellowship with. It had put them all up. Imagine these people had to stay there for several weeks while they tried to repair the Speedwell. And then they were heading over. They were going to actually go to where New Amsterdam is in New York, uh, was their destination, the northern parts of Virginia. Of course, Virginia was just about everything back then. And Mm. they were going to go there. And then when they got blown off course and found themselves on Cape Cod, now they're outside their charter, they're outside their permission, and they they had been so well-trained by their pastor. I think this is a, a message that uh, Americans need to hear. Here's a pastor, John Robinson, who trains their his own people in self-government. He sends out the key core members of the church, about 75 out of that 300, he sends to the new world. He doesn't even go himself. Now, that's a powerful example that uh, if you're teaching really well, you can send people you've taught, and you don't even have to go. And then hmm. he ends up... Um, over, of course, he stays with the church till he dies five years later. But the point is that the pilgrims come, and they're so well taught on self-government. And this is something Americans need to, to realize, that the unique aspect of the pilgrim story is people could govern their own lives. They could govern themselves. And so civil government was merely to bring order. Civil government was not to control everybody's life, not to uh, be involved in everyone's life. And so here the pilgrims, they, they drop the Mayflower Compact. Now, of course, England is not going to look at the Mayflower Compact as licit or legal. Uh, they're just going to look down on that. But here you have this powerful story of the pilgrims writing this Mayflower Compact, which they they use as a preamble to their laws for the next few decades. And you recognize that, and they, they made it clear, in the name of God, amen, it starts. We whose names are underwritten, the subjects of our dread sovereign King James. So it was God to the people and then to the government. That's a power flow you see re, restated in the Declaration of Independence. You, mm-hmm. you can see the seeds of what would make America great, though it would take time. It would take time for that to blossom. Seeds don't always come up at the same time. So, so Paul, what is your what is your opinion on uh, the Pilgrims making a covenant? Um, well, the with Pilgrims, God? no, they made a covenant with God. In fact, the first covenant, the whole concept of covenant was the spine of the Bible to them. That was the heart of the entire uh, thing. So, that you made a covenant with God personally, but then you made a covenant with God as a church. That covenant in 1606, where they shook off the yoke of anti-Christian bondage, joined themselves by a covenant of the Lord, as Bradford says, into a church estate. Now, you have to realize how controversial that was at that time. They took the scripture literally, where it said, two or three gathered together, there am I, Christ would say, in their midst of them, in Matthew 18 and Matthew 20. When that was, when that was uh, talked about, they truly believed that two or three individuals didn't have to have a bishop, didn't have to have a priest, didn't have to have a pastor— Two or three individuals could come into covenant, and they could then form a church. This was a bottom-up, inside-out operation, which is the kingdom of God, totally opposite from what we see in kingdoms around the world. 
and they thought that they were completing the the crossing uh, of the Red Sea. They thought that they were going to reestablish the new Jerusalem. They knew that the old Jerusalem was there, but there was a new Jerusalem that they were trying to establish. Is well, that they, right? they they looked at the the typology and the symbol symbolic language of the Bible that yes, the new Jerusalem was an aspect of the spiritual aspect of the church. And so they would look at it that way. They did not necessarily have any clue what would happen as a result yeah. of what they did, right. but they recognized that, look, we want to see the kingdom of God extended. And I think that when individuals get their eyes off of themselves, off of their own church, their own program and whatnot, they begin to move forward. This is when you can be of greatest service to others because you're not looking for a fight. You're not looking just to, just to cause a problem. You want to serve people for their benefit. And that's what gave them a bit of a unique aspect. Now, look, I teach it in every Ameri- in every event in history. There's some negative because people are involved, and there's some positive because God is involved. And so you have mm-hmm. the providential view of God. You have no people are perfect. But, boy, I tell you, when they came, that whole concept of covenant is what caused them to write the Mayflower Compact because they're extending that concept of covenant from the church to the civil sphere. Uh, it also was their concept of trying to make peace with the local natives by doing it by an agreement of some covenant. So, yes, covenant permeates all that they do personally in their church. Uh, it could be summarized that the the, the pilgrims, no question, uh, believe they were fulfilling God's covenant and would go to the ends of the earth to do it. Right. George Washington also made a covenant. Abraham Lincoln made a covenant. And I feel as though we don't recognize that anymore. And God keeps his side of the covenant. But if we don't keep our side of the covenant, uh, the covenant we, we lose protection and, and we lose his favor, if you will. He, God's never on our side. We have to work to be on his side. Correct. And, and I and, think that the Puritans even talked that way, too. In yeah. 1630, when Winthrop came, he said uh, that we, we want to make a covenant with God. In fact, he said, look, the eyes of all the world will be upon us. If we truly keep this covenant... This will be a blessing to all nations. But if we don't, we'll become a byword unto the nations. I fear that we are we are close to that. Well, you, when you look at the external, there's no question. We see the nation falling apart. We see us divided more than we've ever been before. But you know what? You, uh, it's a trained thing. As a pastor, as someone who's studied the Bible for years, I look at it and I say, we also have to keep our vision on that which is unseen. There are yes. so many good things happening in small pockets around America. There are you pastors are so praying right. together. I've never seen it like this in 40 years of ministry. There are more unity. There's more unity in Plymouth, Massachusetts. There are a remnant of Christians that are on their knees, not asking, oh, can we get the recognition we deserve? But, Lord, would you move? Would there, would there be a revival of interest not only in you, God? That's most important. But then in the history of what happened here. And not just looking at the negative, but looking at the positive. And I think that's the thing we have to recognize. I talked to uh, um, Billy Graham, uh, and I think it was the last time I talked to him. And uh, I said, you know, where, where is the next Billy Graham? Where is the next, you know, George mm-hmm. Washington? He said, I don't think the Lord is going to work that way. He said, I think the Lord is working now through people that are nameless, that aren't famous, and he said they're he's growing them all around the world. And only at the end, when it really looks impossible, will this break through. And he said, I think he's doing that to make sure everybody knows it's God. It's not an individual this time. It's God. I, I think that's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And the event that we're putting on June 28 to 30 called the American Pilgrimage 400, the goal we have 
2020 for that event. It's for, for Christians, others to come, and to see that here's a small remnant of individuals who weren't out to make a name for themselves, who would, have been, who would actually be embarrassed to see monuments put up about them. Uh, and yet here they come, and look what God could do through a small remnant. Half of them die the first winter, and everything goes wrong. You couldn't have more that go wrong. Uh, Except them, everything you know, went everything ex- went wrong. Ex- with that's right. Uh, everything went right as well. Hang on, I got to take a quick break, sure. and then I'm going to come back and let, let's uh, pursue what you're doing. Um, first, this word: if you're a responsible gun owner who understands what the Second Amendment is really about, and one night someone breaks into your house, you do what you have to do, and guess what? You're still going to go to trial. You're still going to. Uh, the system has to work. You're going to need a defense, and that's going to cost you between fifty and seventy thousand dollars. The real bad guys show up with the briefcases. This is why the U.S. Concealed Carry Association exists. The USCCA is the fastest growing community of gun owners in the country, and they provide industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection to over 300,000 responsibly armed Americans just like you and me. I want to try to squeeze in the story about the woman in Houston that, that had a gun. She was being robbed by five guys. She pulls her gun, fires twice, and uh, she saves her own life. Now, this month, the USCCA is giving away $1,000 to 19 lucky winners. It's free. With that money, you can buy a SIG or a Glock or anything else you need to protect yourself and your loved ones. Just text Beck to the number 87222 and claim your free entries. No catch, no confirmation, uh, you know, of, of anything. All you have to do is just text Beck to the number 87222, and they are going to confirm that you are registered. It's the USCCA. They believe in helping protect every responsible American. Text Beck to the number 87222. Do it now. For more information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. 10 seconds, station ID. So we're talking to Paul Jaley. Um, Paul, um, Tell me about what you're doing and what the dates are again. This is June 28 on a Sunday through the 30th of June 2020. Now, one of the things we want to do is portray the faith that brought the pilgrims to America for all there to see. We're doing an actual reenactment of a pilgrim church service on Sunday morning, the 28th, right down on the waterfront. All the songs we're singing are exactly the way the pilgrims sang the songs. I'm going to preach a sermon right from the notes of John Robinson, and we're going to have a a demonstration right on the waterfront there for all to see. That afternoon at Forefathers Monument, uh, and we're going to have a a Mm. large rally right there where we're going to be rehearsing the faith that brought the pilgrims here to America. And then on Monday, all during the day, Monday and Tuesday, that 29th and 30th, people can sign up for tours, walking tours of Plymouth. They can sign up for seminars from some of the great historians around the country that are coming in. And uh, then in the Monday night, we're doing a production, a musical and uh, a production, some reenacting of why the pilgrims actually came from their own words. So people can see what it was. And not only that, I have pastors from around the world that are going to come in and give short two minute testimonies of the impact of the pilgrim story in Nigeria, in Brazil, in Guatemala, in different areas around the world where people have seen, gee, if a remnant can do this, what could happen today? Um, yeah. I was talking to an international leader, um, and, he, and I said to him, why do you keep coming to America for these international leadership conferences? He said, because we know if America goes down, we go down also. And, you know, that's an interesting perspective that they see the benefit of what's happened 
and what God did here in America, how it spread by example. Not that America is the great thing. It's just that, that when something happens that powerfully, people pick it up. So we're doing that on Monday night. And then Tuesday, outdoors, along the waterfront, we've had tremendous uh, uh, cooperation from the historical societies. We're going to re- reenact the pilgrim actually landing right near the rock. Wow. And we're going to do that with uh, various historic societies. We're going to have uh, small addresses. We're going to show people that indeed, uh, with a, a mini little parade, of course, we do the big Thanksgiving parade uh, mm-hmm. each year, but we're going to mm-hmm. really uh, highlight the fact that, listen, this was not just an event, a blip on the radar screen. This, though it was not noticed by many, uh, they are footnotes in history. The pilgrims rarely even make it into history books at all. Um, the, the Puritans, the bigger ones, and of course, the, uh, some of the things that took place later on, second and third generation, the horrific things that took place, are, are given most of the... Uh, let's say the print in in books today. But we want to say, look, there were some good things that happened. There are people that were really sacrificed, both sides, both native and um, and English. And we want to accentuate those things. Why not hand down to our children and our grandchildren the good things that did take place and to say, look, there's hope for the future. We can learn and we can get along with people we differ with. We don't have to be calling each other's names just because we uh, differ on something. We want to work for not only a great harmony and unity in the town of Plymouth. And that's happening. And it's exciting to see. We're working with the Plymouth 400. We're working with the other organizations. I'm glad to hear there. this. And I'll tell you, it is it is a powerful time. And we're going to see, we're praying that we were going to see some powerful things and people are going to say, hey, you know what? Americans can work together. You know what? People can do it. And just like those pilgrims who everything went wrong with them, that turned out right. Why not get that kind of a uh, an area? I know someone said to me, well, gee, Everything's all about war and battles today. I said, yes, and the pilgrims wrote this. We were armed with faith and patience against the grim and grisly face of poverty. Well, you know what? We can be armed that way again and overcome these obstacles and see great things. So I'm excited about what's happening. And at the website, how do do people go? How do people find out? They go right to our website, plymrock.org plimrock.org and they could, they're going to find on the website it's going to be populated very soon they're going to be able to reserve tickets to the various events the tours the seminars uh, and find out what's going on in Plymouth Massachusetts after all it's America's hometown it's where self-government was born and it's where that those feet of those pilgrims that tiny church as a remnant stepped on that rock and so the amazing. rest is history so much thank you so much Paul Paul Jaley um, for the 400th anniversary of the Pilgrim Landing in Massachusetts. It's plimrock.org to find out more. Thanks, Paul. This is the Glenbeck Program. So you've had to change, you know, you had to change the break room policy around the office. You assumed that for a while now people were spending enormous amounts of time in the break room so they could play video games or be on their phones or whatever. But at last, the truth has come home to roost. They're all going in there so they can get some work done because the chairs that you provided them suck. It's like you bought them at a junkyard with your grandpa. What were you thinking? Make the switch to X-Chair. With its patented dynamic variable lumbar support, the X-Chair is exactly what you need for a comfortable workday. And thanks to X-Chair's 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. Most companies can't make that kind of offer, but then most companies don't make a product that no one ever returns. X-Chair. 
xchairbeck.com. It's on sale now for $100 off, xchairbeck.com. Go there now. Receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair if you also use the promo code Beck at xchairbeck.com, promo code Beck, or call them at 844-4X-CHAIR. Dave Rubin is joining Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks on your subscription. More details coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to it. I'm uh, live from our studios in uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Thank you so much for listening to the program. Thank you for supporting our local stations. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Uh, our our sponsors, I mean, these are people that come under attack all the time uh, and have for years. And they like you. They don't like me as much as they like you. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you uh, visiting and, and frequenting all the sponsors, local and national, uh, because they're people that think like you or at least really respect you, which is uh, something that doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, which is strange. Uh, thank you also for supporting the Blaze. Uh, you know, the Blaze went through some tough times, uh, and we have really built something incredible. Yesterday, uh, we announced that Dave Rubin and the Rubin Report will be joining now the Blaze. That is, this is becoming quite a destination. You have Dave Rubin, Stephen Crowder, this show, Mark Levin, Eric Bowling, Lauren Chen, who is just amazing, Pat Gray, Will Cow, Matt Kibbe, Ali Stuckey, and how many others? 20 more? Uh, and they're all good. Uh, and our, our philosophy is, uh, is a couple of things. One, we're not going to tell you what to do on your show. Um, we don't have anything to do with, you know, telling people what they can and can't say. It's your show. And we will distribute the show because we think that distribution is going to be the hardest thing. Um, right now, we are all scattered. And I think it's good that we all have our own legs outside and we're all doing something. But we also have our foot in the door of a, uh, of a shelter where everyone can be heard and no one's going to shut this down. And uh, for as long as we can hold out, at least. And we are we're growing exponentially. We've we're having the the best year in subscriptions by far we've ever had, and we are so very grateful. This the announcement with joining Dave Rubin is just the first in many that will be coming uh, before Christmas, um, and uh, we're very excited about what we're going to be announcing soon, which will uh, put the blaze uh, in 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 a different position and we're very very grateful because you have made the difference i'd love to hear who you'd love to have join the blaze um who are we missing yeah uh ben shapiro oh yeah oh yeah you will be ours <laughs> actually we'll be yours too it's weird it's uh um, we really, we're looking at Dave, I mean, we're trying to convince Ben Shapiro to join us while he still does his Daily Wire thing. Again, unlike Fox or anything else, we're not trying to gobble people up. 
we're just trying to get people to stand together. Um, and uh, when we stand together, we will have real impact uh, and be able to protect ourselves and um, as individuals and as a group. But I'd love to hear who you would like to see join the blaze. Uh, and you can just write to us. And please, if you haven't joined the blaze, what are you waiting for? This is this is the place. Uh, and we're not raising the price as we grow. Um, we don't want to do that. We want to make sure it's really affordable. Uh, and we know that you your money is precious and hard earned. And we want to make it something that this is the only thing really you have to pay for if you want the conservative voices they're all right here on what you need and what you want. Uh, so you can go spend your hard-earned dollars elsewhere. So that's the plan of the Blaze. And please join us at blazetv.com, blazetv.com, uh, slash Glenn. Make sure you put slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Because if you join us now, uh, you will save $10. But, I mean, what a lineup. You've got this program, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, um, uh, and Dave Rubin, Lauren Chen. I mean, this is a great group of thinkers uh, that uh, will pretty much hit all of the categories that you're looking for. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Join us now. Michael Moore so is still Pat, available. Um, what? We're going to try to get Michael Moore in here. Uh, no. Bill no, Maher. No. Um, uh, no. What's the, what's the you really know, I old think comedian if Bill from Maher the Cat Skills on The View? I think if Bill Maher was honest... I would consider Bill Maher, but he is not honest. He's not. He's trying. I don't know what he's doing now. He's 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 got Trump derangement syndrome, uh, and he's always been a guy who has been really really wrong on some things, but really right because he used to be a libertarian. I don't know what he is. He sounds like a big state guy now, but yeah. I don't know what he is. Yeah, I mean, I I will say he does buck. You know, his audience, a lot of times, he will say oh, things yeah. that his audience yeah. hates, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, you, you know, to me, I, if I'm going to listen and spend my time actually listening to somebody's opinion, I don't want them to agree with the audience every single time. I want them to be able yeah. to take the audience on when they feel like mm-hmm. they're going the other way. And he does do that. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was never a libertarian. I mean, they, like it's, it's he claims yeah, to be. That's a, and he's got a moments silly, of real yeah. clarity on libertarianism, and then he just goes to big state kind of stuff. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's not. A li- I, I think but, he's just has he sold his soul, you know, for I, popularity or what? I don't. I know, honestly but. think he's a a normal liberal, um, but he's so anti-religion. Um, that uh, that he a lot of times like he'll say stuff like, you know, when he's talking about the differences between um, Muslim extremism and Christian extremism, like, to, to, you know, to the normal left. Right. Like they have to be able to say that, you know, who's really the evil ones are these Christians and their guns and their Walmarts where he is much more willing to recognize like, wait a minute, we, people blowing up buildings here. Uh, let's let's be honest about it. Uh, Islamic extremism is a real problem. That's the type of thing you don't normally hear from the the left. But, I mean, he's not. Uh, there's nothing. I don't, I don't see. Like, you know, he's probably for drug legalization. So, I mean, yeah, does he have something in common with, with libertarians? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not. That's People yeah. like to say they're libertarians when there's, like, one or two issues they agree with uh, with libertarians on. Um, you know, yeah, if you're for big government, you're not a libertarian. You can't be, like, yelling at people for taking away government health care and be a libertarian. Right? Like, that's not. Yeah. Like, that's not. 
those those things are not compatible. You have mm-hmm. to be somebody who, at the very least, you want very small government. You want no involvement. Um, everyone has their little, no, no one's going to be perfect, and every libertarian says they're the only perfect libertarian. But, like, it, libertarian becomes a, a, a tool, I think, at times as a word for people to just basically deflect what they mm-hmm. actually are. Um, because everyone has something in common with libertarian, <laughs> like every philosophy has something, except for mm-hmm. maybe heart, maybe Alexandria Ocasio Cortez doesn't, but uh, that's about it. Uh, if if that's one, so well, I don't know. I think uh, Omar probably doesn't either. Yeah, there's a few people you know. that don't, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is a there's a spirit of individualism that that does permeate both parties at some level, but uh, you know, really. It's just convenience for the left. Like when they find you know, something that they want to be conveniently libertarian on, they're libertarian for that moment. You know, the most famous example being "hands off my body." Don't what, what I don't want the government involved in my, with my body. You don't. You've just installed a sixteen percent of the economy. You've just taken it over. You've got uh, you know uh, you, you are designing the f- food programs for every child in America. I mean, I, you really don't want anything to do with the body. You want you want hands off the body. Is that is that real? You want to pay for gender transition surgeries, but hands off my body. I know you guys don't want. They want. They don't want to be involved. Uh, with the body in that one instance because they want to protect abortion it's got literally nothing to do with a libertarian principle that they you know falsely promote as their actual uh, argument there i mean they're completely unrelated you sound like a bitter nazi really Uh, that's all yeah that's what i'm that's uh, i am on the you know what i'm uh, you know what i'm finding (laughs) is uh that as people are starting to wake up to the hatred on the left, these these liberals who have always believed in general liberal principles, I mean, uh, classic, you know, classical uh, liberal, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Libertarian um, is kind of. The, yeah. yeah. And they've believed in, you know, human rights and, you know, maybe there are less war or whatever, uh, but they're generally normal when they start to see that that their their party has been hijacked by a bunch of crazy people that want to end the free market that are are in bed with care and all of these people they don't want anything to do with them and and they're starting to peel away and what i think they're finding is gee my side is really really brutal and i'm not getting any support from anybody on my side and yet the conservatives who don't agree with me, they're generally kind of cool and nice about it. And they're shocked by it. They're truly shocked by us being able to be cool with a different point of view. And they don't expect that. Yeah. They, ju- they, they really think that, you know, we hate children and we want, uh, you know, guns in the hands of all criminals and whatever. <laughs> and so it it shatters them so much that they don't know where to move. They don't know how to move. Everything they believed is just like laying in a heap on the floor. Yeah, you did a podcast recently with Jamie Kilsey and the comedian. Um, yeah. And he brought that up in that, you know, he, he was a very far left guy and still is pretty liberal, I think. Um, but he, he, when he met, I think it was his girlfriend's family who were conservatives. Yeah. He couldn't believe that they were like normal and nice. Because it was because so foreign they were, to him. They were Christian, mm-hmm. Texan, gun owners, Trump supporters. <laughs> and he was like, I, I, these are the people I <laughs> just decimated mm-hmm. 
for years and he goes to meet them and he's talking to them about normal stuff and he's like these are some of the nicest people i've ever met (laughs) they really don't know us they really don't that's true and they they they're legitimately stunned i mean we've seen this we used to see it all the time in new york when we lived there You'd go to these, you know, media circles and 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 such, and and they, you'd have a normal interaction with them, and at the end they'd be like, you know, wow, you guys are, you didn't even try to convert me uh, to Christianity, you didn't try a gay conversion therapy on me at all. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> what an experience. You, Who you didn't bring a shotgun. <laughs> like, yeah, I... it's like, no, we're just, uh, you know, it's it's actually just possible normal Americans, normal interactions just like you. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's yeah. why I think, w- which is is you know, the poison of, you know, social media certainly uh, uh, amplifies it, but it's that idea of you talk to a lot of people and guns is probably the biggest example. The idea that you could accuse someone, another human being of wanting to help the NRA over saving the lives of children at school is so, it's such an inhuman accusation. It is so... But that's the point. That's why it's so dangerous. Right. Well, yeah, it, it does dehumanize. Because we're... Because, yeah, but it's how dehumanizing. But you possibly believe that about a person? Like, I mean, look, I, we talk all the time about the what I believe are the horrors of abortion, right? I mean, I think it's a really... It's, it's going to be, at some point, looked back at, like, we look at slavery now, where we're like, gosh, how did anybody believe that that was okay? I mean, it just seems completely insane. I do believe that that will occur at some point in the future, However, there, there, I don't look at people on the left and say, people who've had abortions and say, oh my gosh, they are like super excited about killing their babies, right? Like they, right. people struggle with this and because the society has essentially given it its stamp of approval, people don't necessarily always give it as much thought. And some people might just give it a lot of thought and disagree, but I don't think of them as like, oh, I can, they can't wait to get down there to murder as many kids as they want. And would never accuse someone of that. But but you know what's funny is that's the way some of the advocates are presenting it. Celebrate your abortion. Yeah. Ah, my best are. abortion was. I mean, and that's crazy. But I don't think that's the normal person that has right. an abortion. Yeah, the very extreme cases, right? The the activists and stuff do actually say things like that. But I mean, you know, there's not, there are no, as far as I can think of any right-wing gun activists who say, you know what, yeah, we should go kill all the kids. Like, there's no, no, there's no one none. with that position. It's not a thing. None. And yet no. it is the mainstream belief of a giant chunk of the left that they just think that, you know what, we don't care about the lives of children. We just care about, for some reason, um, you know, protecting the NRA's interest, which is just a, an organization designed to protect our interests. Or like the you know, same I thing don't... happened in the war, Glenn. They used to say the same thing. Oh, you guys just care about oil profits. Why the hell do I care about an oil company's profits? I believe yeah. oil has, has been a giant chunk of our civilization. So, yeah, I do think it's important to, to save, but it's got nothing to do with going to war. You're not going to kill innocent Iraqis for oil profits. Who the hell wants to do that? That's not, it's not a position a human being takes. Well, I've seen it in movies, so oh, okay. I know it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor. If you have a dog or, oh, I can't imagine it, but maybe you have a cat. Does your pet watch you at night comfortably with your My Pillow and think, that pillow should be mine. 
I have good news for you right now. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. These are offers that have never been offered before. They're really great prices. You'll see some amazing offers. Their dog bed is as low as nineteen ninety nine if you use the promo code back. And you want your dog to feel more comfortable. You want your dog to, you know, to have something great that's his kind of space. And if you have a cat, you want to have something to dangle in front of your cat and say, see, if you were a dog, you'd get one of these. <clears throat> Host opinions, not necessarily those <laughs> of uh, my pillow. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. If you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. Go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the dog bed for as low as 19.99. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. These are great radio specials. You can even get the dog bed now for Christmas because dogs don't celebrate Christmas. All at MyPillow.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck.